action. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of The Average Critics, joined today by a very hungry Obi and a very hungry Chris. <laughs> uh, Apologies for any food hit chomping, eating you here. Yeah, we're, well they're eating a three-lettered fast food chain. You can guess what it is. But, yeah, I'm going to say happy birthday to Chris for tomorrow, or Ooh. for three weeks ago when I eventually edit this and upload it. Um, we should do it. Have I got a... Anyway, I'm not getting into that on this. <laughs> What's the matter? I was going to explain the process, but no, I can't be bothered. Um, probably a short one today, because the doorbell might be going. But uh, there's a bit of film news on the superhero front. Oh, yes. Um, so there's a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse has been announced for 2022. Um, and there's also been a sequel to Ant-Man... So I'll just say, yeah, sorry, before you continue, I said this on the pod maybe like two, three, two, three pods ago, Ant-Man is the least deserving of a trilogy yeah. out of every other, every character in the MCU. The first film was really good, the second film was, and then the third, well, the third film might be good as well, but why does Ant-Man do a trilogy? Well, I think they use him as a platform to explore the quantum realm and all of those sorts of things. And to be honest... Easy like, one billy, isn't it? Well, does he even make them? Nah, yeah, makes, makes like 700. Easy 500 mil, isn't it? Thing is, yeah, they're, they're fine. They're the nice antidotes. And I don't see a problem with it. They're quite, they're quite enjoyable. What year was it? Uh, I think it's also 2022. Oh, no, now they're going to make four movies a year now. Oh, is it? Really? Yeah. Blimey. Well, we've only got two next year. Just to say fuck you to Martin Scorsese or whatever his name is. Scorsese, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we've got four for 2021, mm-hmm. and then currently Black Panther 2 is probably going to be 2022, same as Guardians of the Galaxy 3, possibly Captain Marvel 2, mm-hmm. and now Ant-Man 3. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think... And third... what about the newer ones? Like Shanghai, Shang... Shang-Chi. Chi. Yeah. That's 2021. Oh. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't, I don't mind a third Ant-Man film, but... I'm also quite happy for his character to be developed in the wider films. So like, I thought he was quite good in Endgame. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to see a bit more of his backstory and his relationship with his daughter and things like that. So, I don't know. I feel we need a little bit more about the Wasp. Evangeline Lilly's getting a bit shortchanged. Just well, like Rachel. They want an all-female hero movie, don't they, as well? Yeah. I don't know. It's called like, A Force or A Squad or something. Mm. Squad. I hope they spell squad S K W A D. But you're such an idiot. <laughs> there's been obviously mixed reaction to that. What all female? Like that? No, all females shot in the end game. I liked it. I liked it as well. But you get the people. Why is it I've got all women? Where's all? Mm, whatever. Anyway, what do we think about Into the Spider Verse two? Mm. I'm if... mm. I'm not. I wasn't the biggest fan of the first one. I really, I like that like it, but mm. I feel like everyone. Everybody like, really, really loved it. Yeah. I didn't love it, but I thought it was good. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing another one. Um, we'll see where they go, because obviously Spider-Verse, they could go like... And literally, anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Do you hope they carry on exploring Miles Morales? Or? I hope so. I think they do. We've got to. Yeah. We've got to. Bring back, bring back the old characters, plus some new ones, I reckon. Mm. And apparently, Sony are actually happy, this is kind of on topic, but off topic, to do a live action um, Spider-Verse with Tobey Maguire and um, Andrew Garfield yeah 
<laughs> Maybe Andrew yeah. Garfield will get killed off like straight away. <laughs> but it's been a while, like forty something now. Mm. Yeah, but he looks quite young, doesn't he? Mm. Um, I don't know. I think in on paper that would be sick, but mm. in practice, I don't know. Um, It'd be so difficult, I think. Yeah. Um, talking of franchises, Obi, you've seen Terminator: Dark Fate. Oh yeah. Um, oh, wait, before we go on to that, just a bit more like film news. Okay. About the um, HBO. Streaming service. Oh, yeah, talk to us about that. Um, so, HBO announced, HBO announced a, their new streaming service. Well, they announced it a while ago, but the other day they put out like a, um, they did like a presentation for all like the stuff they're going to put out. And they've got like oh, something stupid, like in 2020 they're going to have like 40 original bits of content, and then 2021 will be 80 original bits of content, and then something else oh, in 2022. Wow. Yeah, so it's mad. They announced so much stuff. Um, Including a um, Green Lantern live action series um, okay. produced by Greg Berlanti, who does like the Arrowverse shows, Titans, mm. stuff like that. Does that make you positive about the Green Lantern show? Because you're a bit mm, about the CW shows. I am, but um, I don't know. Because I, I feel like all of the, well, most of the CW shows start off really strong. Mm. So that gives me hope. Um, I really enjoyed Titans, and he, I think, pretty sure he was behind Titans too. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm just quite sick. Quite curious to see him in live action because they've kind of teased it a little bit sometimes in Arrow, like how. Okay. Didn't like they that. tease it in one of the episodes? Like I saw, you saw a badge of. Um, yeah. Or what's this phrase? Yeah, 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 they did um, in Arrow. I can't remember who's. I think it was Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan, yeah. And they've but, got all of the DC stuff now, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, so which makes it a bit confusing that, because I read oh, saying so. that DC Universe is basically they're gonna shut down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> After like a year. That's yeah. fine. Cause that makes sense to me because. I was reading it thinking like, so they got Doom Patrol season two and all these other DC stuff. I'm thinking like, so what's the point in having DC Universe then? Unless you're just going to go there for the comics. Yeah. Is this terrible forward planning? Yeah. Because so DC Universe came out, what, a year ago? Mm-hmm. Was well, probably... It hasn't got much traction. So the spikes in it... Because they released it in America. Yeah, okay. the, the spike in America was when Doom Patrol came out. Mm. And a bit from Swamp Thing, but I think a lot of people know that Swamp Thing's only... Because that was cancelled after one, one episode season. had been released, yeah. so... Which is sad, actually, because it's actually quite good. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think... And then with this mer- this partnership with HBO, and HBO buying South Park for 500 million or whatever it was, mm-hmm. I think it... Huh? Oh, man, as oh, yeah. Um, I think it's just like... I think it's good for them, because they're obviously not very good at structure. Like, DC altogether just... Piss poor at structure. Yeah. So to have someone like HBO come in and be like, right, we're going to do it like this, this, and this. And then they can bring out all their bits and pieces. But, mm. yeah. Is HBO owned by Warner? Let yes, just... I think so. I think it might be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or it's in partnership with at least. Yeah. Okay, because I'm going to say. Because they've got like friends. And owned by. Mm-hmm. It's owned by Warner, yeah. yeah. So, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so that kind of screws Netflix a little bit because I assume Netflix have a lot of those shows. True, but then Netflix do produce a lot of their own stuff. True, and I think what a lot Net- of their stuff is actually quite good. And Netflix seems to be producing a lot of content for other kind of nations as well. There's a lot of Spanish on there. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll mop it, There's right? a lot of like kind of Japanese or Korean like content, even some kind of content for the Indian subcontinent. So I think they're diversifying enough for a lot that. Of French stuff as well. Mm. Yeah, so I think they'll be okay, mm. but. And to be honest, like we don't even know when HBO, same with Disney actually, um, are going to release their thing internationally. Internationally, yeah. So that's true. For everyone else, we still like Netflix is still king, really, because they can actually watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I reckon Prime are going to head towards more sport. 
Yeah, it should do. Yeah. They've got quite a bit of sport on it already, don't they? Like tennis and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, and they've got some of the Premier League Boxing Day games. Mm. They've got all of them. Oh, all of it? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've got all of it, no? I think so. Blimey. So, yeah, I mean, HBO Max sounds like it's interesting. And also the fact that I think they said that Joker's going to be on there quite soon. Yeah, they did, yeah. So, it's not as if, like, you're only getting the old stuff. Yeah, and it was like, it was Joker and it was like all of the, all the DC stuff from from at least the past decade will be on there. Um, do you think um, have you started watching Titan series 2 I haven't I'm trying, to, I'm trying my hardest to wait till it comes out on Netflix so I can like watch it on a big screen like all in one go but it's fucking hard because <laughs> I've I've yeah. not heard positive things about it oh really yeah and this is only from a review do you want me to tell you what the review oh, what, says what's this one Titans. Titan season 2 uh, yeah, do you know I can imagine it's I, I can imagine it's not gonna be gr- good purely because it looks like they've changed the storyline. Well, that's what the review said. It basically says that they basically lose focus on all of the core titans, and they introduce so many other characters, and they also change the tone to kind of fit in a bit more to the CW style. Oh really? Yeah. Whereas Titans, we liked it because it was darker, it was yeah. like violent, yeah. sweary. So at least the review seems to imply that this is not the case anymore. Which disappoints me, because that that was it was like oh yeah this is fresh and yeah, yeah that was like one of the, one of the unique selling points I thought yeah a bit more adult than your yeah. typical CW show but um, that's a shame actually I haven't I haven't heard or read any reviews for it so far but yeah if that is the case then but I mean give it a go because obviously mm. reviews don't tell necessarily what everyone else is gonna think um, but so fucking dry. <laughs> Chris is talking about his meal. Oh, God. <laughs> and maybe Titans as well. Um, yeah, and HBO is going to be um, $15 a month to start with, I think. I'm not sure when they're going to roll it out into like Europe and stuff and uh, other places of the world. And but, they'll have the Game of Thrones prequel, which is called House of Dragons. I don't actually know if that's going to be on HBO Max. I know it's going to be on HBO. Because they're contracted with Sky, aren't they? Mm. I actually don't know. But, but I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know if Sky Atlantic's thing is like a syndicated thing, mm. whether they actually put any money into it. Mm. Um, I imagine if it's going to be on H- I imagine you get HBO of HBO Max, right? I don't know. Because you'd be pretty pissed off if, like. I mean, you can get Now TV about like, Evan Sky. But it's the same. It's the same sort of mm. thing. You can still watch Sky TV mm. on it. Mm. So. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. But yeah, I mean, it was only a year or a year and a half ago that we said. You know, very soon there's going to be so many streaming sites that you're going to have to. It's going to be like having a Sky subscription, like a hundred pounds a month. Yeah. You know, you got HBO Max is fifteen dollars. Yeah. Disney Plus is going to be what eight or nine? Eight, yeah. Eight dollars. Really Netflix. Netflix Amazon is Prime. how many dollars? Well, how many pounds? Like thirteen dollars Netflix. Thirteen dollars. Okay, so let's round that up to twenty. So that's basically twenty-five dollars for those three, yeah. plus Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah, all of that jazz. Yeah. You just think. In that Apple one now. Uh, oh yeah, that's I think that's five ninety nine or five dollars. Yeah. So that's already like thirty forty dollars yeah. just on I'm subscription not, services. Yeah. You know that's insane. And like, I'm not gonna lie, you're only there's only so much TV you can watch. Yeah. So like, you might have like I I me personally for example I um, got Amazon Prime so I could watch The Boys. Um, that's like one TV show I watch and maybe one other kind of thing. Mm. Like and. You're, people might just get Disney Plus just so they can watch The Mandalorian. So like, it's not gonna. You're gonna think like, mm. I'm only gonna watch one show on this streaming service. Should I really pay for it? Yeah. So you're paying how much money a month just to watch one show once a week? Exactly. Of. You might as well wait till it comes out on DVD yeah. and spend twenty quid on the box set. Yeah. You know. Um, 
Yeah, it's I don't know. And and like also, sorry, to interrupt you, to interrupt you. Um, the fact that they don't release the all these stuff um, simultaneously, simultaneously, and all at the same time, as in like country wise, it definitely just increases the, the amount of piracy that's gonna. Yeah. Think about all the, like for the Mandalorian, for example, the trailers they've been rolling out, all the promo they've been putting into it. Like you can see, they've spent loads of money on the like budget wise to for like, production and. It's, I think it's going to be available on the 12th of November in the US and in Netherlands and like nowhere else. What? So I'm not going to lie. Just letting you, Disney, I'm just letting you know. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to pirate. <laughs> just letting you know. I don't give a shit. What's I'm going to Mandalorian. Because uh, like, there's no, there's no, I'm almost saying there's no avenue for us to watch it in the UK. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Obviously not coming out in the UK. Well, I mean, Disney Plus isn't out in the UK yet and there's um, no channel that, I'm pretty sure there's no channel that Mandalorian are. Um, Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, so. Oh. But yeah, wow. so, fuck it. Piracy, innit? Well, this is the last time we invite you on Joe Blogs. <laughs> Definitely not anyone you I know. Mr. Snowden. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. So, do you think that they should um, release all the episodes at once? Or, or do you think it just, as long as they release it worldwide simultaneously, it doesn't matter? Because business-wise, for them, it makes sense them to do it once, one at a time. But what if, so say, for example, uh, Mandalorian's ten episodes, right? I would just wait ten weeks to get Disney Plus, and I can watch all the episodes at once. Mm. Why would I? Why would I buy it in the beginning, when the hype in, in ten weeks' time? It's the hype, man. In ten weeks' time, there's going to be more content like than the, there is. Let's say in let's, week one. Let's say you. Let's say you. Um, you didn't have. Um, What's it called? No. Excuse me. Now TV. Let's go back two. Let's go back two, three years. You didn't have. You didn't have Now TV. Game of Thrones is coming out, season six, episode one. You said you're gonna wait till the end of all ten episodes to then watch to then buy Now TV and watch t- the ten episodes at once. Or you're just no. like, there you go. And people, people are believe it or not, people are as hyped for shows like The Mandalorian as we all are or were for Game of Thrones. That's true. But I think I'm trying to think back. I don't think I started watching Game of Thrones from the. Beginning. I I'm pretty sure I I was like two or three seasons late. Yeah, I've been to watch the first three seasons, so I can watch season four. Yeah, so I don't know. Obviously, you'll get spoilers on Twitter and that, mm. which is, I mean, there there were spoilers for Top Boy. Yeah, it was annoying. Yeah, because it's like a comment's only been out for like two weeks, yeah. but so that's one thing about having it weekly. But yeah, I mean, it's a shame that Disney Plus isn't rolling out everywhere. I think it's a bit of a mistake because, mm. like you said, it's going to increase people wanting to pirate it or just spoilers because mm. we've got American people on Twitter. Mm. They're just going to be like, hey, I can't believe blah, blah happened in The yeah. Mandalorian. So, I don't know. But it's getting a bit too much. Mm. Um, you can put your glass down. <laughs> Very delicate. Do you want to talk to us about Terminator Dark Fate? You're a bit more positive than I yeah. was. I quite liked it, but then I think I... Um... I think I enjoyed the Terminator franchise maybe a bit more than you did. I don't know. Cause you, I don't think you didn't watch the second one in the end. Did no. You? Yeah, which I think is the best one, to be honest. That's what I've heard. Um, but did you not find it so repetitive when they're just punching the Terminator and, I he, don't know, I just and then he gets, enjoyed it. he gets beaten up to his exoskeleton yeah. and then rebuilds? And it's like, right, here we go again. What's that, what that meme of like the oh, GTA shit. guy? Yeah, oh, shit, shit. Here, here we go, go again. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I, I know exactly what you mean, but like, did you ever watch. Um, oh, fuck, I'm lost my train of thought let me just change the topic completely um, but no I thought the action sequences were pretty sick um, 
I don't. Did you say you didn't like the de aging thing? At the beginning, no. I thought it was really good. Did you not? Did you not think it was good? I thought it was Lin- all right on Arnie. Linda Hamilton, it was really good. Mm, nah. I thought for Andy, I thought for Arnie, it was it was quite. Also, bad. they used de aging technology on Edward Furlong, who's yeah. the boy. Yeah. I was like, could you not just get another young boy? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it didn't look like him though. Did it? Yeah. Mm. Well, fair enough. But um, I actually like that aspect of the story. So. Well, the fact they. Nah. The fact they killed John Connor. So yeah. So basically, um, this follows on from Terminator Two. Right. And. Basically, in this world, after you know the Terminator dies, saving John Connor, yeah. whatever, whatever, um, Linda, ha- um, Linda Hamilton, what's her name? Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor and John Connor. They go off to some island, whatever, to live their life, mm. and another Terminator comes through and kills John Connor with a shotgun. Um, and yeah, and that's well, then. So obviously, I haven't seen Judgment Day, yeah. but John Connor leads the resistance and saves everyone. So how comes Arnie's Terminator still there to kill him? Does he not die in Terminator Two? It's, this is a different Terminator. Oh, but they all look like Arnie, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, At that point, yeah. Oh. So, like, Terminator, the Terminator from Terminator 1 is different to the Terminator... Oh. It's different to the Terminator from Terminator 2, which is different to the Terminator from Terminator Oh, yeah. so it's not the same game? They're, they're, they're all different, but they all look like Arnie. But they all look like yeah, Arnie. Yeah, yeah. So the one who's in Dark Fate is the one that was in the prologue to Dark Fate. Yes. Who supposedly won from yeah. Judgment Day. Yeah. Okay, so... Because I... I watched it and I was like, oh, they've killed John Connor. Surely this future becomes real yeah. where Skynet and that. Yeah. And that also, again, like, obviously it doesn't help that I haven't watched it, but that also confused me because it's like, okay, well, who's now this other future? Mm. Like, how do we get to that point? Because uh, maybe I'm just confusing it in my head, but so um, the, what's her name? The, the blonde haired lady. Oh, Grace. Grace. So know, she know. comes back from the future yeah. where... Um, the Legion or whatever. Legion, yeah. So, she, but the thing is, she's only come back not that long. Because, years, I mean, but Daniela's not aged twenty. That's what I thought watching the thing. So I would think like any anyway, kind. But I, I would say probably like ten, fifteen is probably mm. considering you see a young Grace at the end, and mm. she's definitely not in her thirties, mm. or maybe she just looks better than she her age. But um, surely there'd be seeds of Legion in the quote unquote present. Yeah. So how, surely something doesn't go from zero to a hundred real quick, you know, like legion from nothing to yeah. destroying the world in 20 years. I don't know. And that was something else confused me. I, was like, I don't know. They, I think there's a, there's a lot of leaps yeah. in, in these sorts of films. Yeah. It's like, how are they to, being sent back? All yeah. that jazz. They had to do a lot of exposition. A, a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. W- yeah. Because there was a few times I was thinking like, this don't really makes sense to me but I kind of just went with it, sort of. it did you find it a bit um, obvious that you know when when Sarah Connor's like you're exactly like me your son's gonna be born blah 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 I was like well clearly it's gonna be oh my god it's not your son it's you you know because they do this whole yeah. hey we're gonna recycle the plot no we're not it's very slightly different woke yeah. I, um, I, I didn't really I knew it wouldn't be her son but I kind of I don't know I didn't catch that it was gonna be her to be fair to you. Um, I thought maybe Grace was going to be her daughter or something. Yeah, something I, like I, I did consider that, but... Um, but then I was thinking, like, no, she's definitely yeah. too old. Or old or but, um, yeah, in general, I just, I don't know, I, I liked it. I think the the action I really enjoyed. I kind of like the fact that Terminator, like... Cause, did you ever watch that from Cruel? 
No. No. Okay, so kind of like that film, yeah, where the alligators just kept coming. So the Terminator just kept coming. I was, I was getting stressed out. Like I say, like there's literally nothing they could have done to beat it. I mean, obviously it did in the end, but it was getting on my nerves. Like I was thinking, like fuck, man, just beat this fucking Terminator. But um, yeah, I was enjoying it. Um, I didn't really like the whole. Um, I didn't really like uh, the Terminator, the Arnie in it. To be honest with you, his character, kind of like the whole. Um, oh yeah, I killed your son. Then I had no purpose. Then I drew a conscience. Yeah. And, then, and now I'm now I'm sending you text so you can go and kill, kill Terminators. I was like, like, that's a bit. Yeah. That's a bit shit. Um, and yeah, and obviously this is like a completely different Terminator who doesn't know John Connor, doesn't know Sarah Connor. So to me, it doesn't really make sense for him to have empathy for the, for either of them. Whereas if it was Terminator for Terminator Two, it makes sense because that Terminator spent the whole film with the pair of them and built a bond with John Connor, built a bond with. Um, yeah. Well, not really Bond, but you know, no Sarah Connor. So yeah, that didn't make sense. And when um, Sarah Connor was like trying to shoot him and kill, I was like, yeah, man, <laughs> blow his head off. I was thinking like, yeah, fucking kill him, because I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. Obviously, could have signed. I did think that at some point maybe John Connor would somehow still be alive or something, because it's a bit bit raw that he's dead, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, um, you... I did. I did hear rumors that he was going to be that Edward Furlong. Is that name? Yeah. Was going to be in this film. So I'm thinking, oh, how the hell can do this? Because like. I've seen Edward Furlong now in real life and he does not look in a fit state to be, no. <laughs> to be in the... He looks like Macaulay Corky. Yeah, right? so I was thinking, like, how the fuck are they going to do this? Obviously, it's just his younger self um, and they just kill him off and I was like, oh, that's kind of raw, but... Uh, yeah, you know, obviously, I know they're going in a different direction. I do like this film, but in a way, I kind of, it's kind of raw. They've kind of like destroyed the John Connor's legacy. Yeah. Kind of thing. But I think obviously they're pushing forward with Daniela and Grace because yeah, supposedly this is a start of a new trilogy. Um, like this, just. Do you know what? Do you know what? Actually, I don't mind having a new trilogy yet, but Arnie can't be in this film anymore. No. He can't be in this film anymore because I'm getting tired, sick and tired of every film a new version of him pops up. Um, sometimes he looks young, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he's a Terminator, sometimes he's bad, sometimes he's evil. Like it's long. Like dead it off now. Arnie's gone. Let's move on. If we're gonna do, if we're gonna move on, let's move on properly. Cut off, cut the head off, the, head off the snake or whatever the fuck you say. Yeah. And um, yeah, move forward with Grace and whoever, whoever. Um, I hope. Um, actually, no, not Grace. Danielle. Uh, I didn't like Grace. I think she was a bitch. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Apart yeah. from that, I thought it was decent film. Okay, fair enough. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, but it's not like, not groundbreaking or anything. Like a solid action film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it still Terminator? Yeah, it is. Have you I, seen it? I haven't seen it. No, but apparently it's the redeeming. Part of the franchise. I mean, the franchise was in the gutter anyway, yeah. so. But the thing is, so like, um, this, sorry, the the film opened really badly in terms of like box office, um, and like I think that's more due down down to the shit films that have preceded this rather than the the quality of this. I film. Mean, the thing is, is the the last film was only two years ago, that's so true. it's not as if people are like hyped for, for, new one, for like yeah. oh you know maybe th- it's been long enough this one will be yeah. better. That's but that's why yeah. in their marketing they were pushing like. <laughs> Producer James Cameron returns. Yeah. Like Sarah Connor returns. Yeah. Tim Miller. He did Deadpool. You liked that film, didn't you? It made a lot of money. It's really good. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is I th- I think they had to make this film otherwise they would have lost the rights. Mm. So it seems a bit contrived. Did you make it again? No idea. Mm. No idea. Don't care. <laughs> Probably wouldn't see a second one unless you saw it and told me it was worth it. Fair. I've been on a bit of a. Um, Critically mauled, but fan response 
mediocre action film binge recently. Okay, such as? Such as, I watched The Commuter. With, I like The Commuter. With um, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, yeah. So, like, I feel like, apart from, like, your John Wicks, mm. most action films aren't particularly well-received critically because there's not too yeah. many, like, fancy cinematography shots. Yeah. There's not too much, like, great... Act- like, the- you don't need to be a great actor. Yeah. It's basically just, is it cool action, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So... I'm not bothered when a critic says this film's 4 out of 10 or whatever because as long as it's entertained it don't really matter so I'm pretty sure one of you guys has talked about The Commuter before Yeah. you know Liam Neeson gets fired he gets approached by a strange woman she says give you 25 grand plus 75 extra if you find someone who doesn't fit in so it's sort of like a bit of a Mystery, but, like. yeah, sort of like a murder on Euron Express type. I thing. I thought this was a better murder mystery than the murder on Euron Express. Yes, I I, I agree. That. I agree with that. Um, but it's basically Liam Neeson, ex cop. Yeah. But you know, family man, don't take my family. Um, it was solid. It was like, oh, who's it going to be? Is it this guy? There's a few red herrings. There's mm. you know. Some double crossing, there's mm. friends who turn to enemies, blah blah enemies blah. Turn to friends. It's just yeah, it's just standard it's just standard action flick. I mean, apart from the graphics, which were pretty terrible, mm. um I thought it was solid. It was good mystery, decent action. You know what you're getting with a Liam Neeson film. No. I didn't go in with high expectations yeah. and I quite enjoyed it. Did you um, guess who the person was? No. No, I didn't. My sister said she did. Mm. And I was like, mm, did you? Um I thought it was gonna be I think his name's Tony, the guy who he kept taking his phone. Mm. I thought it'd be someone like that. Mm. But, um, and also, I watched a film called Mile 22, which is on Netflix. So it's Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg. Um, mm. You know, he's a fast talking cop who's not afraid to bend the rules, <laughs> which is pretty much any character that Mark Wahlberg ever plays. That's yeah, um, it's basically that. But, um, so the the generic plot is that he's like special forces. He uh, has to find six kilograms of cesium, which is like a nuclear powder agent or something. And he's got to transport a source uh, 22 miles to an airfield to extract him from, well, I think the place is called like Indochar, which is essentially made up South Asian mm country because they don't want to be <laughs> controversial but uh, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like Indonesia because I think the guy who plays the the source is Indonesian he was in the raid um, you got sauce I do um, sorry oh, make some noise uh, so yeah it's just standard like lots of punches lots of you know uh, stabbings brutal violence Double cro- but this is a triple cross so it ended quite well it was it didn't actually end too um successfully which is i think quite rare yeah. normally they get away you know they normally they're successful but the the basically the guy who's the source ends up being a triple agent he's working for the russians and when the plane that some of mark Wahlberg's team are on he compromises it and mark Wahlberg's like the only one left alive mm. um the thing is that let it down is maybe the editing because the guy who plays the source, the Indonesian guy, um, he is like a really good martial artist and the editing was so quick that you couldn't really see what was happening. It was just sort of like you knew people being flung into walls and stuff, but 
I think what The Raid does well and other kind of South Asian films that are martial arts based is like there's like long like long takes so you can see all the hand to hand stuff and like there's close ups and stuff. But this was just like rapid editing, so it was quite generic. But I enjoyed it. It ended differently to how I thought it would. I I quite like Mark Wahlberg in his fast talking, bending the rules cop. Um, and apparently, apparently there's gonna be a, a sequel, and I would probably watch it as long as I don't call it Mark Twenty Three because. That's just dumb. <laughs> um, and the other thing I've watched recently is Fruitvale Station. Oh, yeah. Did you get a chance to I watch didn't, it? I didn't know. Okay, so uh, I won't go into... I know I know, I know. know how this film ends. Okay, well, it's based on a true story. Yeah. It's Ryan Coogler's first film, Michael B. Jordan's first team-up with him. Obviously, they've done Creed and Black Panther since. <laughs> Uh, he play, Michael B. Jordan plays a guy called Oscar, who, well, this film is basically the last few hours of his life. Um, spoiler alert, but it's a historical event. He gets killed by the police. Um, and it's basically showing you that it was, like, unjust. He was, like, trying to get himself on the right track. Um, he plays it really well. Like the film, There's not a lot of action in this film. A lot of it is just him doing his day-to-day life. Mm. And it's quite... Um, menial really mm. which I think is quite it makes the ending the violence at the end quite a lot more disjoint like jarring because mm. <coughs> the uh, juxtaposition of like the the mundaneness of his actual life to what happens at the end it's mm. like oh crap yeah this really does happen to like innocent people mm. um, and like the brutality of of the cops like it's you know there's a white cop kills him and he's quite uh he uses racial slurs, <coughs> which obviously provokes the black guys who are on a station, and then that leads them to be like, "Why are you being aggressive?" Blah blah blah. So you can see, you know how how these situations can progress, mm. and and yeah, it's it sheds a light obviously on white America and the police culture there, and uh, it's powerful stuff. Mm. I don't think it had a massively wide release. Um, I watch it on Netflix, so hopefully, you know, it's not one of those ones that comes up right at the beginning. Well, yeah. not for me anyway, it doesn't well, say. I think it was on Netflix eight, uh, for a while, and then I'm pretty sure they took it off. And I think recently it's come back on. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's not something that um, is ever on like the the first, you, know, you kind of have to search for it basically. Kind of. Yeah. It's not really like a thing that presents itself for you to. But it's only 85 minutes. Mm. It's good performance from Michael B. Jordan. Octavia Spencer's in it. She's always good. Um, yeah, important story. So I would definitely recommend it. I do want to watch it. Speaking of racially charged cinema, I watched a film called on Netflix also called American Sun. Okay. Um, with Kerry Washington. And I don't know the lead man's name, to be fair. But Jeremy Jordan's in it. He's in Supergirl. Anyway, um, it's... Based on a play, um, only nine minutes long, and basically it's a, I think it's Netflix produced, Netflix original, I'm not sure. And it's basically, it's about a, uh, far, a mother and a father who are in a police station um, and their son's missing and they're not sure where he is and obviously they're really, they're really worried about it, basically just wondering where he is. Um, and it, feel, it does feel a lot like a play, it's only, I'm almost certain there's only two rooms there's only four oh, actors in the okay. whole film. There's only two rooms used in the in the in the entire ninety minutes. Mm. Um, 
And yeah, Kerry Washington plays this mother. Um, she ha she has a son with a white man. So obviously, the son's mixed race. Um, you never see the son. Oh, okay. Um, and basically, it starts. It's like her stressing out basically with this policeman who is like new at his job, and he's like, um, what's the word? He's he's like <laughs> he's like racist, but he doesn't know he's being racist. Kind of thing. he thinks he's being like really helpful, but in because, like, so, like, he, for example, he asked her, like, um, can you describe your son for me, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then um, she, like, gives him details. He's, okay, says, like, does he have any AKAs, gang names, street names? And they'll be, like, oh, does he have any tattoos, gold teeth, blah, 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 stuff like that. And then she'd be kind of, like, like, what are you, <laughs> like, what are you implying? And he's, like, no, no, I'm just trying to get a good description of your son. Because, obviously, mm. he thinks he's doing good police work. Yeah. Um, and she's just, like, you don't even, like, get that you're, what's coming out of your mouth and that kind of thing yeah and that's making him agitated which is and that means he's not he kind of is like more like reluctant to help her and then that like gets her more agitated and she's like oh can you just like help me because i'm trying to find my son blah blah her son just turned 18 so he's a, like an adult um so she hasn't got apparently got a right to know where he might be oh, okay um and then so yeah she's like struggling with that there's one bit in particular that I was just like I, I knew it was coming it's where she says he's, he says to her can I get you anything and at this point he's not willing to give her basically any information because the reason why she gets pulled into the police station is because she gets a phone call saying that her car has been involved in an incident so she, she, comes, she knows her son's gone out of the car um, so she comes out to the station but they won't tell her what the incident is or how her son was involved in it um, so then he says to her, after they have like a little mini argument, he says to her, the policeman, can I get you anything? She's like, oh yeah, can I have some water? He says, oh yeah, there's just water out here, you can go to the fountain, um, down there to the left, you can't miss it. There's actually two fountains. And she was like, okay. And he's like, oh, this building's really old, there's two fountains because, and he just stops. And he was like, she was like, because of what, segregation? And he was like, <laughs> he's just looking at it, I was just like, I was like, oh my God, like, and he was like talking about a plaque that was above it and commemorating some, um, When's so, this film set? It's 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he's like talking about some commemorative plaque above the fountain. Um, I think it's to do with some civil rights um, people. And he, he like, oh yeah, it's this person. And um, oh, I don't know all the names, but you know. Dude. And I was just like, <laughs> I was literally watching it. Like, yeah, I was just yeah. like, fucking hell. And obviously, K. Washington's character, just, she just walks away. And he's just like, oh, fuck. Like, obviously, he knows he fucked up kind of thing. Anyway. Um, I'm not gonna give. I want to give the whole film because I actually want you to watch it. Okay. Because I think it's quite good. But is it based on a true story? I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. I should. Check, I will check actually. Um, but their husband comes in. The the husband and wife are recently separated, so there's a bit of animosity between them. The husband's white. Um, he has really different view on the world to his wife. He thinks it's more straightforward, and he doesn't really. He doesn't really get how. The struggles that might come with being a black man, America, yeah, basically, of course. And he he really shows that he doesn't really get it too much to K. Washington's character's frustration, yeah, and they get into it a lot. Um, and then one, there's this um, mystical character of um, the lieutenant, the, the AM liaison, whatever, Lieutenant Stokes, whatever, and he doesn't appear until like maybe the last 15 minutes of the film, and he has quite a big part to play, which I want to talk about because it's interesting, but yeah, the film is. It's a lot of dialogue. It's very, very much like a play. Um, and just a lot of, like, individual scenes and monologues. But it's really interesting. Kept me quite engaged. And because the sun doesn't appear in the film, the whole time I'm thinking, like, what, like, what the fuck's going on? Mm. Like, what's he up to? Kind of thing. But, um, yeah, it's not a long film. It's like, it's, yeah, 90 minutes. 
So um, I won't tell you does what it, happens. Does it work as a film? Because I think when we watched Fences, we were sort of like, yeah, it's a great, it's great acting, but maybe it would have worked better if we'd seen it as a play because yeah. you can see the whole space and everything. Whereas, I don't know, I guess there are certain, obviously, limitations with a play, but then if you're not really doing anything more visually interesting with mm. a camera than what is the justification for yeah. filming it. I don't know, I would say it does work, yeah. Um, there's quite a big fixation on the rain, because um, it's like rain, like pouring rain, rain outside, and there's always a lot of shots of outside and it's raining, and then from the outside looking in whilst it's still raining. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. A bit of pathetic fallacy? Yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, I do think it works though. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's not a film that I would watch more than once. Okay. But I did enjoy it, um, and it's definitely worth a watch. I'd like to see what you think about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's good. Um, it's called American Sun. So American Sun. Yeah, if anybody wants to go and see it, it's on Netflix. Okay. Anything else that you've watched? Um, film wise, I watched. I watched. I watched a film called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Okay. Um, it's an indie film. Um, it is directed. No, no, no. It's so the man. It's based on a true story. Um, the man who plays the lead character is the actual person oh, okay. um, that the film is based on. Um, and the director of the film, him, those two are best friends. The film's kind of like based on their life. Okay. Um, it's the first, the guy director, I think his name is Joe Talbot. Um, it's the first time he's directed a film. I think you can tell when you're watching it. Because um, I think it's a bit like, to me, it's kind of a bit like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where it's good acting um, and some good like scenes, cinematography, some, you know, but there's kind of lacks a bit of direction and it kind of like it kind of like loses focus a little bit um in my opinion not as much as once upon a time hollywood but it's another story um <laughs> but yeah the film's about a about a man um and his best friend who basically he's the main character jimmy fails is his name his dad um lost a house um when he was younger and basically he's really this guy jimmy he's really attached to this house and like he'll go every day, he'll go to the house and like touch up the paint and stuff like that and be like doing up the windows and whatever, whatever. And people are living there, so they're kind of like, what the hell are you doing like, outside this house? Because he goes there like, every day, kind of thing. And he's just like screaming out, it's done, kind of thing. And um, he just keeps doing that. And you kind of get the, this guy doesn't own a mobile phone and he's a bit, you kind of get the idea that maybe he's not all there. You got, and then he's got his best friend, uh, Monty, I think is his name, who is definitely not all there. He's a little bit um, out there. But he's like a, um, a writer, basically, a writer and a, a, a filmmaker. So that's the, the director's character, basically. Um, and yeah, it kind of goes through their lives in San Francisco. There's like a, a preacher who's talking, in the right in the beginning, who's talking about how basically no one cares about the people who live in the ghetto of San Francisco. Um, and then... You kind of, they're kind of like a lot of cinematography showing just like people looking pretty miserable, like going along with their, you know, their lives. And um, there's like this little gang of people who um, are like stand outside of Monty's house, like just chatting shit and selling drugs. And I don't actually know, let me not say that, selling drugs, I'm actually not sure if they do. But they look like they're like gang members, basically. Um, but I'm not sure if they actually do anything gang related. Um, and basically the house, um, Jimmy and his dad, um, his dad, who's like a, um, I think he's like a fraud crack addict. Okay. Um, um, but they're both scammers. Well, his dad is anyway. And um, basically what his dad used to do was, when he, after he lost the house, he would just like 
find empty houses that have been empty for ages and live in them and like he would like pay he would like find up the electricity companies and stuff like that and then pay the bills and stuff like that so it looks like he, you know, he's kind of living there until it kicks out and then it would move on to another house it's blah 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 um, you find out that this house um, I'm just going to tell you this one because you're probably not going to watch it so I'm going to you find out that this house was built by Jimmy's um, grandfather I think Jimmy Thales the second or whatever um, in the 1950s or something like that so that's why he's got such a special attachment to it and why he keeps coming back and touching up and blah 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 the people in this house move away um, from some other circumstances it doesn't really matter so then he sees that as an opportunity to go and squat this house and make it his own kind of thing so he tells his dad that he's going to do it and his dad's like really angry with him because um, he doesn't want him to be near that house because I think it reminds, that it reminds his dad of like a time where he wasn't at his best he lost that house and blah 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 and then he goes and lives in there um, and he tries to like set up a scam basically um, but he yeah. Um, so yeah he's setting up a scam and he it kind of works for a little bit but um, he comes back one day him and his, him he's living there with his mate him and his mate come back there one day and all the stuff's been moved out I think somebody got someone grassed him up basically I think it was the woman who used to live in there grassed him up and basically he says fuck that takes all his shit moves back in meanwhile um, he invites his best friend to come and stay with come and stay with him in the house kind of thing um, and his best friend, who's like really close to his grandpa, um, basically says to him, like, I need to move out for a bit so I have time to write and space to write kind of thing. And his grandpa's blind, um, so he, he's, he can tell that like, they're really close as well, so he's feeling like really emotional, like, he's like, oh, I'll give you space kind of thing, you can still stay here. And he's like, no, I need to have time to, you know, write my, write my story kind of thing, because he's been having trouble writing um, his play. Um, and basically, his play is just, writing about stuff that's going on around him so like he'll see for example those people who hang out outside his house he'll see them arguing and then he saw them arguing and just walked up to them saying you guys did perfect right? we're actually run that back again he's <laughs> actually director kind of thing which is really funny and obviously they've got no idea what's going on um, so yeah that's like his kind of thing he's like kind of off in his own world trying to write, about, write a story um, and then one of those gang members who's actually also a friend of Jimmy he dies Okay. And then everyone is kind of like obviously really upset. There's one moment in particular where um, one of his mates, the guy who died, one of his mates gets really like hyped towards Jimmy and his um, or Monty, no, towards Jimmy, and they're like, he looks like they're about to fight, and then he just breaks down, and starts crying, and they're like hugging each other because obviously they're upset that their friend just died. And then that gives Monty the motivation to like finish his play, and he makes his play about um, um, the guy who died. His name's Kofi, the guy who died, and he calls it like, the last black man in San Francisco. And basically, the play, it's a one-man play. It's like a him monologue doing okay. impressions of all the people who he's encountered so far in this film. So, like, there's a preacher man at the beginning who he does, and then obviously he tends to be this guy who died, Kofi, who tends to be Kofi's friend, who's kind of, like, trying to, um, who's trying to antagonise him in the beginning of the film, and kind of goes to show how loads of people were writing, like, going to social media saying, like, R.I.P. Kofi, um, gone too soon, blah, 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 but no one actually knew him. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and they were saying like what will you do to kind of like honour this man there's not a lot we can do because you didn't really know who he was and he comes to like Jimmy and says to Jimmy um, what did you think of Kofi and he's like he was this person he was like a, he was really awful to me sometimes he used to say mean stuff to me but he was also the type of person who protected me when we were in a group home together blah 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 it's like people can be more than one thing yeah um, 
So is it a film that's supposed to make you think about people who are in the background, on the fringe or anything? Or Yeah, I think it's kind of also a film that's kind of supposed to tell you, like, don't just fixate on one aspect of your personality kind of thing. Because with Kofi, it was kind of like, you were fixated on like all like the, the gang shit and the hood shit that he was doing, rather than he might have been just like a, a regular guy trying to, you know, make it in the world. And the same thing for Jimmy, he was just fixated on this house who he thought that he thought like identified him as a person. Yeah. And it was like, you can't, you have to look past this because you're more than this house. In the end, it actually turns out that his grand didn't, didn't build that house. Uh, and that was just a lie that I think either him or his dad made up and then he intended to lie so long that he just believed it. Okay. Um, so that's quite a big revelation that happens like at the end of the play. Um, and then that kind of inspires Jimmy to kind of like move on from this area and kind of like set his own path kind of thing. Is, is maybe, this is my film study taking on. <laughs> Welcome back to Joe from Exile. Okay. Um, <laughs> is it maybe a metaphor for San Francisco and his area? So he only knows his area, mm. the ghetto, mm. and now that he's looking beyond superficial you can see that yeah. it's a wider town it could be that's why i got it a could fucking be. first mate <laughs> but no, yeah there's a scene on the bus and like there's two uh, women who just walk on and talking about how much they hate san francisco and he was like excuse me like you don't get to you don't get to hate san francisco and she's like what are you talking about he's like do you love it she's like what do you mean he's like, do you love san francisco and she was like i mean it's okay i guess and he's like you can't hate it unless you love it and then he just okay up, and then he just walks up the bus <laughs> and like I'm not entirely sure what he what he meant by that in particular, but it was quite a it was quite a good scene to watch. It's like well that really very well acted scene, and basically, as he's like he like sets off in a um, in a just in, in a boat and you know goes off and starts rowing somewhere, but he doesn't he doesn't tell his he doesn't tell his friend that he's that he's leaving. He just leaves him a note, and then obviously his friend's like distraught kind of thing because like he's invited to get say goodbye, and then you just see scenes of his friend Monty. Um, doing the stuff that they were doing right at the beginning of the film, but he was by himself. But yeah. before it was the two of them. So together. one of them has moved on. Yeah, and the other ones So how autobiographical is it? Do you think? I think it, well, I said they said it was loosely based on mm. on his on his life. So I'm not entirely sure how accurate that actually is. I think they're still really good friends. Okay. I actually think that the the guy who plays Monty and Jimmy himself, I think they're friends too. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I think it's. There's some really, really well acted scenes, especially from the guy who Monty, like he's really, really good. Where did you see it? Um, I had to go to um, Catford Muse Cinema to uh, watch that. Okay. So yeah, Fair there's enough. another one. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was alright. I don't like, by the way, Catford Muse Cinema, I'm not a fan. Just let you know. <laughs> there you go. Way too small, way too intimate, everyone's too close together, I don't like it at all. Okay. Yeah. Joe, what have you been watching, mate? To be honest, I haven't really been watching anything new. What, in um, the last like year and a half? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched films that you've probably covered in this podcast already. Like, we haven't heard your opinion. Like what? Um, I watched Actual Man. I thought it was the right film. <coughs> Not great. The visuals weren't bad. Um, we, were you on the Endgame one? We no. What, did, no. what are your thoughts on, like, the Infinity Saga? Okay, let's go way back. Yeah, this is going right. way back. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know your thoughts on the Infinity Saga, how it concluded, everything. So, I was pretty happy with the way that Infinity Saga concluded. Mm-hmm. Um... I was devastated when Iron Man died, but you see, well, you saw it coming. You saw it coming. You saw it coming, but it's, a, it's an end of an era. Literally, ten years of him being in films is now finished. Do you think that 
the fact that they sort of disregarded most of the newer characters was a good thing or were well, you a bit like oh I wanted to see more of Captain Marvel Black Panther or were you just sort of like yeah well, this is the OGs in this I, film I think because it was the ending of the Infinity Saga you had to sort of focus more on the older characters because it's their story technically it's their story yeah. and it's the end of their story so more of them and then in the next phases go more of everyone else which they're going to do anyway what do you think of the next phase then the ones that we've got upcoming so, Eternal, Shang-Chi, Black Widow so we've had the Spider-Man film which I thought was quite good I thought it was better than the first one yes um, and the way that they've done Mysterio and his whole powers that visual where yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like throwing different scenarios yeah, at yeah, yeah. Peter that, that was fantastic um, and I'm not sure he's dead no I mean well, literally since we last spoke to you there's been at least two Marvel films when, he's get, when, when, um, when Tom Holland's getting off the plane to go and hug his Aunt May uh, you can see uh, someone with a flat cap glasses and a beard walking past and it looks exactly like um mm. Mm. Bob, who plays. Oh, do you reckon that's just Marvel frying a little? No, no, I'm pretty sure it's actually him who's actually. Well, if they are, it's actually him acting as the character. So I don't know. It would seem a bit silly to get rid of one of the biggest characters if they see this as a ten-year plan. Well, yeah, exactly. I say ten years. Every two years they bring out films, so more like a twenty-year plan. Well, there's only one more Spider-Man solo film contract. He he has been confirmed in a Venom crossover though. I think that's been confirmed. Yeah, that's that's Sony though. It's all Sony, so. That's fine. They'll, they'll cross it's, it's beneficial cross for both of yeah, them exactly. to, to have exactly. them in each film. And in, in terms of all the other films that they've got going on, um, obviously they're expanding the universe a little bit with the Eternals. I think that's going to do quite well. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which apparently is the first like horror mm. in the Marvel PG-13 horror though. Oh, is it PG-13? They're not going yeah, to make it 15. They're not going to make it 15 rated. rated. They don't know that. They're just saying. They're, I mean, they're making, Disney, well, they're, Disney, Disney don't do... But to be fair, haven't they said that Deadpool is going to stay R-rated or Yeah, but they're... But if Deadpool is in the core MCU, he will be PG-13. They'll probably do separate kind of... Under the, I imagine under the Fox banner. Oh yeah. So also, we'll see because Venom was fifteen, and that that was a it didn't really have a lot. But that was the, the thing is, importantly, that was a PG thirteen in America. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, Same with Suicide Squad, which was a fifteen here. So essentially, when we're looking at ratings, we need to look at the American one because that yeah. more identifies. So like things like I'm pretty sure some of the Conjuring's and things are PG thirteens in America. Wow, that's surprising. That's what's surprising. But the thing that America seems to be more bothered about is sex and language. Mm. So if you don't swear and you don't show any booby, then you can really do it. Then I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not seeing it. It's not Dragon's Den, mate. I'm out, sorry. There's no peen. I'm out. (laughs) Wait, wait. Solid peen. What what film was that? Solid peen. I can't remember. Any film, mate. I can't remember, mate. Solid peen. What film would have solid peen? Go move on. In, um, what's his face? Robert the Bruce. Oh yeah, Al Walker. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Al Walker. Solid, solid, decent choke. Florence Pugh. We digress. Have any of you watched Watchmen yet? No. Nah. It's quite good. Is it? Yeah, you should give it a go. But like, but like, I like this format of us doing. The I like this. Yeah, we should do this. But um, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I'm enjoying what I'm watching. Have yeah. you seen the film though? Yeah. 
So it's not really following. Too not really. It's in the same it's universe. It's DC obviously. as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's actually. Same, yeah, same yeah. universe, but it doesn't yeah. follow. But it's set so 30 right. years later. Like, obviously, Dr. Manhattan is about, but he's not there. You know? Not yet. You know? He will turn up. Ozzy Man? Ozzy Man is? Oh, you're talking about the series? I'm talking about the series. Oh, okay, yeah. He's in it. Okay. okay. You know, so. Rorsch- like, Rorschach? Rorschach's no, dead. dead, isn't he? But. He... Oh, so wait, this is a sequel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 30 years later. Yeah, 30 years later. Oh, I thought it was a reboot. No, no, no. 30 years later. That's why I asked him again. That's what I was like. And this is HBO, right? This is HBO, yeah. So Rorschach's dead, but his legacy lives on. Because they've all got the faces in it. That's the whole. Bit of it. Oh, right. So like Rorschach, Rorschach's got his his gang is basically called like the Seventh Cavalry and it's basically like a white supremacist gang because oh. apparently in the comics Rorschach is a bit of a fascist. Okay. I don't know. I can't really. By the way, Watchmen solid peen in that Doctor Manhattan. There's <laughs> yeah, solid peen in the last episode. To be fair, of, uh, mate, and they say our podcast is so one line. <laughs> it's definitely not. Mate. And so like, oh, I, I want you guys to watch it because there's a lot of shit going on. I'm just like, fuck, man, I don't really know. What I need to get um. Now I need to get Now TV. Oh, is it? I thought it was on Now TV. Amazon Prime, isn't it? It's on Sky, so I think it's Now TV. Because okay. big little oh, I'm big little lines. Oh, shit, big little lines. Fuck it up. Wait, this this show. <laughs> I've only watched season one, but like, I watched the best episode, and like, this is where, this is my, Big Little Lies, yeah. It's the Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Charlene Woodley, they, it's pretty little it's, better, it's but older. Nah, it's, um, <laughs> well you explain, it's, it's basically movie. Desperate Housewives, have you ever watched Desperate Housewives? Oh, you did tell me about it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's more adult, this is uh, my bad, this is my bad, I want to look at it, like, this is my bad, I didn't take you so long to watch it, back to my roots, this is my, white people problems, this is my, this is my roots. Not just white people, middle class. Yeah, middle class. Yeah, this is my roots, man. Uh, What's it? Go on, sorry. I was going to say, have you seen the news about it? Is that a woman? For, is it from 90210 or Desperate Housewives where she's getting like 50 years in prison for like. Oh, she's got like. Um, 50 Felicity, Felicity, Felicity yeah. She got like 15 minutes in prison. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But um, yeah, man, the show is just like. It's that, literally the way I describe it is Desperate Housewives, but it's more adult. Like I said, the C word and, you know. Love a C word. Yeah, <laughs> lots of that, sex and stuff like that. So, like, it's just like. But it's, it's a mystery because yeah. you sort of watch events from the quote present and so there basically there's interviews with some of the pe- residents of, I think it's called Manta Ray or Manta Bay or something, right. or Monterey, anyway. Um, and a murder has happened yeah, and they're talking about, oh, you know, yeah, she did this. And they're interviewing people basically. So basically right. some of the residents will be like, oh yeah, you know, John was such an asshole to Louise, and then right. you sort of see a bit what happens, right. but you don't know who's died, and you don't know who how. killed them right. or so how or anything it, like that. So it's a game of Clue, though. Sort of, because you're watching. You have to put it all together. Yeah. You're watching the present and the past, yeah. and then it all culminates in the last mm-hmm. episode where you find out who dies and right. how. And okay. Everything. Oh, you don't know who dies. Not you until the last, the last episode. episode. Oh, but you. But there are like hints of. Throughout, like red herrings, like yeah. you think, oh, this person's done this. Maybe that has led to this but person the, killing them. But do you, do you, could you not figure it out because you said it's looking? You're doing in, uh, the film is in the past and in the present, so you well, can just. So could you not just look for the missing character? No, because they only interview like, interviews. Yeah, and they only interview oh, like bystanders. They don't really right, interview right, any right. main characters. No, it's okay. just people, other people in the town who notice these main characters' behaviour. Yeah, right. So like, they're like proper like an- ancillary people so it'll be like the mother of someone's friend oh, yeah. you know that sort of thing right, but it's right, really right. well it's acted. very good yes mate Nicole Kidman a few nip slips in there <laughs> just saying I'm just saying <laughs> not too not too bad is all I'm saying but like her she can be because they're not going to watch it like, what's this what are you talking about Big Little, Big Little Lies I'm not watching it I think you should watch it it's meets really good. adulthood maybe meets adulthood 
No, like, as in we're getting older, sorry. Oh, not, I thought I'm you meant, like, the film like, Tried. <laughs> Maybe, and, like, yeah, but no, man. Like, Noel Clark. Noel Clark. I don't know. He wasn't in that. I don't know. He wasn't. It's because he died. Yeah, he died. Spoilers. He wasn't in that dog shit third one either. No. Another. I didn't. No, Brotherhood. I didn't. I didn't. Fucking a dumber. I wasn't another level. We watched Brotherhood. We did watch Brotherhood. I was like, okay, Stormzy should have been a bathroom, mate. Big Mike. Oh dear. But yeah, bigger, bigger lies. Sort of recommendation, and it's just like there's mystery behind it, and like there's also like drama, and it's like the sort of things that I mean, it's probably is a bit exaggerated, but the things that you know happen in small towns like that, where yeah, everybody yeah. knows everybody, yeah. everyone knows everyone else's business, and um, yeah, man, cheating, lying. It's sort of it is a bit of a an indictment on middle class white America because mm. it's like you know they present themselves as like happy families. You know, yeah, yeah, perfect yeah. lives. It's all very until something goes wrong, and then but everyone it's, it's all very performative. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. we need to keep up appearances, even though stuff behind the scenes is going wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's fifty-fifty, you know. You know, the, the talent involved in terms of like acting is incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and Meryl Streep's in the second one, and she just wins an Oscar for everything. I watched the film of Meryl Streep in the other day on Netflix. What's it called? Laundry Map. Isn't that that's controversial? Because doesn't she do blackface in that? Oh, I don't remember seeing that. But doesn't she play like a? Apparently, she plays like a Latina character or something. And oh yeah, don't think so. Oh, I guess it's blackface. <laughs> no, don't think so. Oh. She plays an older woman, and her husband's like died, and she's like, uh, oh fuck, I can't remember. Basically, she's been scammed. She's looking into why she's been scammed. And it's so it's about the Panama Papers, isn't it? Or it's sad, stupid, like. Oh fuck it, you know, I can't remember. I just wouldn't even pay attention. Well, not good then. <laughs> it might have been good if I was paying attention. She'll probably get nominated for it though, because she's in probably. it. Probably. If Meryl Streep is in a film, she'll get in it as well, the one who played um, uh, Gordon... Ramsay. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, played, he played Churchill and Thingy. Oh, Gary Oldman. Um, Gary Oldman, yeah. Gary Oldman. Uh, and so is uh, Tony, Tony Bandarius. Oh, Tony okay. Bandarius. Yes. Mm. Ah. Wait, sorry, what were you talking about before anyway? Big Little Lies. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, watch. Go on. Have any of you seen the Witcher trailer? Yes. No, I, I have. And I'm actually looking forward to it. It's making me want to watch really I game. hate the wig, but yeah. I like everything else. About Why do you hate the wig? I just think it's good on him. Yeah, but it's, that's the character. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying the wig itself doesn't look good. Oh, on Henry, Henry Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wig itself doesn't look good. But the, the, the trailer looks good. Yeah. I'm to be fair, I've, I haven't read the books. Oh, yeah. I've only played one of the games. Okay. And his voice is on point. Mm. He looks the part, mm. apart from he's playing a younger Geralt. Geralt yeah. So he's got no hair right. on his face. So what is the the kind of narrative of The Witcher? So from what I know, it's obviously set in a fantasy world where there's monsters, humans, witches, wizards. Um, lions, lions, witches, and wardrobes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, <laughs> and basically, They're scary wardrobes. Ge- Gerald is sort of a bounty hunter for monsters. Sorry, I'm squirting all over the place. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, I'm Gerald rich. is sort oh, of a bounty rich. hunter for monsters. So the <laughs> <laughs> keep going, Joe. Keep going. you're making me laugh. So the the ordinary ordinary people of the world sort of contact the witch of people, because it's not just him, it's like a band of people, and pay him 
to kill the monsters that okay. are terrorising them. And from what I can tell from the trailer, um, this series is going to follow basically a princess trying to find Geralt for something. We don't know what yet. And it's going to be sort of him reluctantly trying to protect this princess from stuff. But the trailer shows big battles, um, quite good sword play, close quarters action. It looks decent. Yeah. Cause you're a fan of like Vikings and that, aren't you? I am, but it, it's, it's it's more like a Game of Thrones vibe. I would yeah, say. very much Game of Thrones fantasy type. Yeah. Okay. It and to be honest, it looks quite high budget. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So it's Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So do you know? Are they releasing all of the episodes at once, or are they? Re- I think yes, they are. I think the genuine Netflix originals, they all will release. Yeah. At once. And th- this one is all at once. But Top Boy was a genuine Netflix. But and it wasn't that was all really. Mm. The third season was. Yeah, the third season was, and it was released all at once. Yeah. So, okay. I think with ones that they pick up, but then they say they're Netflix originals, but they yeah. they just got the. They got the rights. The rights to it. To it. I think yeah. those, those are the ones that are weekly. Okay. I think ones yeah. that are generally produced by Netflix will come out all at the same time. And to be fair, I have heard very good things about the books. Mm. I've never read them. I don't read. <laughs> but <laughs> can you? I can read, yes, okay. but at a uh, year five level. <laughs> um, but yeah, the books are supposed to be amazing. The games are phenomenal. So I think this will be a very Because video game adaptations tend to be terrible. They, I remember like Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, that my film God, was horrible. That, <laughs> that film was horrible because the games are amazing. The games are really good, but with that Assassin's Creed uh, film, they adapted a new story. They didn't use one of the characters from the games. If they used yeah. a character from the games, I reckon it would have got slated more, actually, because it wasn't done very well. But I think something like Assassin's Creed, you could definitely make it a um, TV show rather than just a two-hour 100%. Film. 100%. With the way that it's done, if you've done it season by season, and maybe assassin by assassin each season, that would be very good. And I think I would definitely give that a watch. the detail in the... In the game, incredible. Like yeah. playing um, one in Egypt, uh, Origins. Origins. Yeah. Oh my god, the yeah. graphics and that, and the detail of the story. Yeah, just like yeah. never and just the immersion in yeah. old school Egypt. Yeah, it's yeah. It's that, those games, I love those games. And apparently, the the next one, game, bit of gamer information is um, Viking based. Oh really? Because yeah. wasn't Black Flag was boats and that, wasn't it? Black Flag was pirates okay. in the Caribbean. And then, <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. The games. Don't worry, you don't play. Yeah, don't but know. The Witcher is more based on the books okay. rather than the games. Yeah. Oh, interesting. What? Anyone? Any more for any more? Yeah. Um, um, have we seen? Have you seen slash talked about the Rise of Skywalker trailer? Uh, not. Why is it a waste of your time? Why? What are your thoughts? To be honest, Snoke. Um, what's his name? What's the name? Palpatine. I thought he died. Is anyone dead in this franchise? Can they stay dead? In well, general, no. Because apparently Darth Maul's back as well. What? Oh, oh yeah, from, from um, Solo. Solo. Who's back? Darth, Darth Maul. Oh. I'm getting confused <laughs> about the timeline as well. All I need what? is Kylo Ren to be the same in this film. So I, I reckon he will. Be. Long live Kylo. Well, I reckon oh, him yes, and <laughs> I reckon him, him and Ray will definitely be the saviors. Okay. They're definitely going to have to do a bit of that, don't 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, no, come on. I'm Maybe excited to see the Knights of Ren as well. What was that? The Knights of Ren. Is this film basically going to undo everything that The Last Jedi did? No. Well, because the last, last, well, the last Jedi, like, so obviously The Force Awakens set up who is Rey, what's her parentage, no, which we, we didn't, didn't find, which we we didn't find and then The Last Jedi was like, oh, she's a nobody. I'm it seemed like Ryan, Ryan Johnson was just you, not interested in anything that J.J. Yeah, uh, Abrams set up. I think the director <laughs> fucked up The Last Jedi. Um, and obviously got like, killed off Snoke really quickly. All of the things that JJ set up, yeah. like Warren Johnson was like, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested in this. And now JJ's back. Is he going to be like, well, I was interested in this, but I have to see Warren Johnson. Yeah, but he has to now diverge from what he wanted to do and sort of work his way back to it. But I, I think with Ray, her heritage and lineage will still find out. In this film, because I think Snoke was oh, just and oh, Kylo were just saying that to get on it under her skin. To be honest, I think she, so. The original trilogy, only get the best four, five, and six, yeah, sets up the balance of the Force and Luke being the one that brings balance to the Force. But he died. In Joe, you're gonna watch the Mandalorian? I am gonna watch the Mandalorian, but. He, yes, he died in The Last Jedi, but that's because I think they're now setting up Rey to be the balance in the Force. Because she's not overly light side of the Force and she's not over the dark side of the Force, she's in the middle. She's a grey Jedi. Okay. In inverted commas. So is she, is she going to be Skywalker? No, she's not going to be a Skywalker. I think she's... Uh, do you know about the midichlorians? No. So in the You're a nerd, mate. I am a nerd. Yeah, I like Star Wars. Nerd. So in in the prequel trilogy, Qui Gon Jinn tells Anakin about midichlorians. They're the life. Shout out, Qui Gon. My, my G. Um, gone too soon. Midichlorians are. Qui Gon too soon. <laughs> Zing. But yeah, he he tells Anakin about midichlorians, which is the life base of the universe and they're what controls the force basically and it's said that Anakin was born out of midichlorians okay but I think that's bullshit I well shout out Mace Windu as well purple lightsaber died too soon died of dead death shit have you not watched the films I've seen fact I literally gave him the all six films. I watched half a year. I watched half of. I watched half of the first. No, I watched half an hour of one of them. One of them, and it was actually quite good. But I don't know. You need to watch. And he likes Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. I think Rogue One is. Anyway, midichlorians. Midichlorians. So Anakin was supposed to be born out of midichlorians because Shmi was a bit of a slag and didn't make dad for Anakin. Okay. So everyone was like, uh, born out of the Force. But I think actually Rey was born out of the Force and that's why she's a grey Jedi and she's got my parents' problem. And she will bring balance to the Force which will end the Skywalker saga. So why is it called Rise of Skywalker? Because I, th- I think... Um, it's called Oxymoron. No, because I think oh, now that... I'm not sure I understand what Max Moron is, Obi. You fucking moron. <laughs> now that Luke is dead, and obviously Darth Vader, who was Anakin Skywalker, is dead. And Leia is... Whoa, spoiler! Is it Leia's also a Skywalker, right? Leia is a Skywalker. Whoa! I didn't know so that. technically, Rey would be half Skywalker and half Solo. 
Fishies. Oh no, sorry, no. thingy. What's Ray that? isn't Ray Kylo. Ben, ben Solo. Kylo. Kylo. Ray oh, isn't actually, I didn't it. think of that. Kylo's so, half Skywalker. Maybe yeah. Kylo will bring out his Skywalker half and sort of like turn good again, which oh. might be. But to be honest, this trilogy is all over the shop because yeah. of the whole director. On oh, on the trilogy front, the uh, DB Benioff wait, and Vice. Wait, wait, that, wait. Fuck the Game of Thrones. Are you people. sure? Are we convinced that? Ray's mum, no, not Ray. Uh, Kyle. I'm so tired of being worried about Ray. Mum is actually Leia. Uh, Leia. Yes. Because could it not be um, Daenerys? Because didn't she have a little thing with Han Solo in the Han Solo film? Uh, actually, yeah. And maybe. She might have something to do with the Force. Because I'm not sure about the the Star Wars canon, but mm. Kylo, whatever his name is, Ben. Ben's is it Ben Solo? He's never mentioned in any of the old comics that go it's into It's because JJ lineage. thinks he's a boss man and can make whatever he wants up, mate. But that's the thing. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that whole thing is canon. It might be that he, he is Daenerys. Well, because so. in, like, in Solo, you had... Um, who did Childish Gambino play? Um, Lando. Lando. Lando's back in this film as well, isn't he? So, is he? Oh, yeah, he is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it'd be interesting to see The that. original Lando, though. Yeah. yeah. But back to it, um, yeah, the, the Game of Thrones showrunners have exited the yeah, Star Wars trilogy. No, no, no. They got fired. I'm pretty sure they got fired. Yeah, they got fired. Apparently, they didn't have a clue what they were doing with the first episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, they just got Yeah, they said that in an interview. Yeah, they had a little interview. The saddest thing about it is. They quit. They basically fudged up the season eight to go on to Star Wars, Star Wars and, and, then now, they, and now they got Netflix. What about Netflix? Yeah, they've got they got a seven figure deal with Netflix. Yeah. Is it to create yeah, a show? To create I'm shows. sure they could create shows. I don't doubt anyone can't create a show. I'm I'm just just saying, this is why this I'm was just one of the reasons why they weren't focused. They on fudged it. up season eight of Game of Thrones, and they would have fudged up a trilogy. They might have got one film or right, I'd say a trilogy. Fu- I'd say they fucked up. Really, the last three seasons of Game of Thrones. Season six was quality. Season six was sick. It, One to four and six. Season so, six. I mean, season six was good. I thought you guys liked season five. Mm-hmm. The last three episodes are like the first seven. Or season six was good, but I feel it was rushed again, like season seven okay. and season eight was. They didn't take enough time to build it yeah. because they didn't have the source material. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what they that's said the in the interview. When they run out of source material, they had no fucking idea what they were doing. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. And we've said that on the pod for ages. And I think one thing, obviously, to maybe not defend them, but I see a lot of people like slating them on, on the internet and stuff like that. Um, because, oh yeah, they didn't know what they're doing, blah, 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 which is fair enough. But you also forget, like, they did give us four to five seasons of exceptional Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's, that's when they had the source materials to run off. Yeah. And they didn't have to create but, any yeah, ideas. But, no, but so not, all, still, not all great books make great TV. But also the books, they do condense a lot of plot lines. They do kind of amalgamate characters. Yeah, no, hundred percent. They, they. And at, at the end of the day, you've also got to consider that they are, in effect, showrunners. So there's still writers, directors, yeah. editors, sure. actors. A lot of things that they probably can't control too much. Did um, they? Probably. And you've also got to put some blame on George R. R. Martin for taking so fucking long to write this book. The, 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 well, a, yes, a, he, sh- he should be writing the books. The Dance of Dragons, which I think is the fifth book, came yeah. out in 2010. Yeah. It's almost 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. George R. R. Martin right. is taking exceptionally long to do these books. I have to shift, I'll be back in the room. But. Right. Where are you going? I want to put my costume. Ah. Uh, can you use downstairs room if you like? He did give. Five people, five, uh, five, five, nine, six. 
he did give the two guys direction on where the show was going and what the general outlay of the rest of the mm. books are going to be. But so, then, okay, so also, like, everyone was hating on the fact that Bran became the Night King. Uh, but that no, is the end. Bran became the whatever. King. But so, that is the end. Yeah, but everyone's hating on that, so that's George R. R. Martin. No, but that, that's because of the way that they've done it. No, I'm not happy that Bran's that anyway. Well, no, I because I think... So, George R. R. Martin has obviously said, right, <laughs> Bran becomes king at the end. Cool, boom. And then, I think, they, Benioff and whoever it is, have wives, have gone off to the right, where George is going to go off to the left and make it a more complete story of mm. why... Uh, Bran is now the king because they didn't they didn't use his raven vision no because also in the books Jon Snow and Arya are also wards are they wards? yeah in the books for Bran? no oh they can they, oh, all, they, they all can oh, do it oh. they can all do it uh, see um, that's another thing why have they not brought that into the show? but that also in epic. the books the Night King isn't a thing so they've made that up oh. which was great until the last series Yes, where they just ended him within 10 minutes. Yeah. That was so annoying. But anyway, we've done several pods on that. But um, yeah. um, but yeah, so Benioff and Wires were supposed to do a trilogy with Star Wars, which would, would predate um, the original nine films by a couple of thousand years. Okay. Um, and go over the Old Republic. So the Sith were a lot bigger... The Jedi so that's the thing bigger. with Star Wars is the the mythology is so wide. It's Why are they just massive. focusing on Skywalker? This is what is interesting about the TV shows, the Mandalorian, yeah, all 100%. of this jazz. And also, Ryan Johnson's got a trilogy to do for Star Wars. Wars. When he did the Last Jedi. Oh right, okay. So, ah, mm. no, no, but no. if he's got his own story to do, yeah, maybe, maybe it'll he, be all right. He, yeah, maybe because obviously he had to work off what Abraham was doing. Well, yeah, he discounted and, that pretty Yeah, it didn't really work out. So maybe in his own trilogy. But there's yeah, so many. That, I mean, in the Last Jedi, there's a casino planet. Like, there's just yeah. so many different, no, like, well, interesting. That, that's the concepts. thing. It's, it's an entire universe, and mm. we're seeing literally a bubble. Yeah, yeah. So and um, so yeah, I think whoever gets if they get a prequel, not a prequel, a predated Star Wars trilogy. That could be amazing with the Old Republic. Mm. Just with the lore that's there, that'd be fantastic. What the, has, so what is the guy's, I've forgotten his Ryan name. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. What's Ryan Johnson's trilogy? Has it been we don't confirmed? Know. He's or? just been given a trilogy to do. Right. I don't know what it could part, be about, it could be about right, anything. Right. I don't, I, but the focus beyond Star Wars is Beyond, sorry, the sky. It's beyond the Skywalker yeah, saga. Yeah, yeah. So episode nine ends the Skywalker saga, yeah. but I think they're still wanting to release Star Wars content at least on like a annual or twice a year, ba- uh, every two year basis. <sighs> that, see, that's the thing that's going to piss me off with Star, um, not Star Wars, with Disney a little bit. I think they're diluting it. Oh. I mean, obviously, with Star Wars, there's an entire universe and yeah. an entire timeline that they can do, but. A Star Wars film every every year is going to be a little bit Marvel. Much. It's like they're you know they're spinning off Captain America, uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. even though Falcon's now. Captain Although that's America. a TV show, so I don't mind. Yeah, because it's diluting it, but it's getting it away from mainstream cinema. Mm. And mainstream but there's also cinema. a Obi Wan series. There is. It? I am looking forward to that. Is that got you and McGregor back? It has. Okay, is it? He's been set confirmed. before. Because no, obviously it doesn't... It's set between f- three and four. Because we don't know what... Does he 
doesn't die at the end of Revenge of the Sith, does he? No, he dies in A New Hope. Oh, because he's the older guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. So we're, we're going to see him basically become a hermit on Tatooine looking after oh. Luke. Which I believe in the TV show, Chris will know more about it, but he's not here at the minute. Um, he has another account, another couple, encount- couple of encounters with Darth Maul, which he fought in a fact of minutes and killed in inverted commas. Yeah. What, between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope? Yes. Even though he died in Phantom Menace, yeah. which is the first one. Yeah. But Solo is between three and four. Yes, what I don't get. What do you mean? Because if he dies in number one, but then he's well, he's, in 3.5. He, he, technically, he from the films he died, but from... It was either Clone Wars or Rebels, the cartoon version of Star Wars, which is now canon. He comes back with metal legs uh, so see when Luke gets his hand cut off yeah, yeah. he gets the metal thing okay. Darth Maul's sick mate Darth Maul will be amazing I don't know if he's going to have his dual lightsaber I hope that he does sick. I hope he does because that was good yeah but yeah I'm looking forward to that I'm looking forward to the Mandalorian as well I think that'll be good just because it's away from lightsabers and yeah I mean I don't even know what a Mandalorian is but Mandalorian's a race of people Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they have like the From kind Mandalore. of Boba Fett sort of attire, don't they? Oh, that's just about me, Hunter. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just about me. Although I am wondering why he looks so much like Boba and Jango su- Fett. There was, supposed to be, there was supposed to be a Boba Fett. I thought Sorry, Mandalorian was about there. Boba Fett. No. It's, sure? a, it's about... Um, oh, unless Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. Because they were going to do a, Man- uh, a Boba Fett solo film. But then I think after Solo got panned so much. Yeah. And they lost a lot of money on that. To be fair, they've done a Boba Fett game, which came out on the PS2, which is a very good game called Bounty Hunter. Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Mm, It was a very good game. Mm. But yeah, The Mandalorian will be quite good, I think. But talking of sick PS2 games, that Lord of the Rings PS2 game was elite. Which one? Two Towers or Return of the King? I think it was Two Towers. I think I played Two Towers. You were like Gimli, you could be Aragorn. Oh my god. I never, I was never into Lord of the Rings, that's Ollie's thing, but. And my thing. Fucking I love that. See, guys, watch like last year, watch Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, 300 times on Netflix. Yeah. I must have had no time to do anything else because that's nine hours, nine times three is 27. 2,700 hours. I reckon he's left it on repeat, surely. That's ridiculous. Maybe. That's like, I mean, it, it's, that's it's like a, half a year. It's a good trilogy, but not 300 times. Worth. I'm going to say I've never seen it all the way through, but hey ho. Have you not? Nope. On that note. I seem to remember us having this conversation, but yeah. On that note, thanks for listening to episode 96. <laughs> you just talk about yeah, <laughs> no. Chris is here. Happy birthday. Uh, we'll, uh, almost 100. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Adios. Talk, talk oh. about Keanu Reeves' film next week. All right, peace.